Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, March 14th. We're closing in on the Ides of March. Everybody loves the middle of March. March Madness begins in about 48 hours. Very, very excited. You know I love the tournament. There was a time where I would do whatever I could to get out of work. Call in sick. I had this awesome routine where I would start to cough at the beginning of the week or sniffle or something like I was starting to get a cold. And then, of course, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, oh, I don't feel good. I got to stay home. And then I would just stay at home and watch the games. Now things have changed. Um... We're going to be on air for the herd during the NCAA tournament. It'll be tough, but I've already got the studio making sure we got the games on there. So I'll be watching. Hopefully all the big NFL news is getting out of of the way this week. My gosh, that was a crazy Monday. Absolutely bonkers. We have a monster podcast here on a Tuesday. I know Tuesday, March, you think, ah, things are slow. Folks, on the real, this NCAA tournament is like taking a backseat big time to NFL free agency where... Crazy stuff is happening. And oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is still at this very moment leaving the Jets, twisting in the wind like losers. Shockingly, nobody has made a move on Lamar Jackson, which I don't want to get conspiratorial, but it's uh, come on, it's Lamar Jackson. And then the other one, which is not good news, is it, you know, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but last week, on the podcast, I said, oh, yeah, we don't know what's going on with John Moran. He's away from the team. It's very mysterious. Some jabroni had put on Twitter that he goes to rehab, but the guy has, like, no followers, and it's it's probably not credible. And then what happens? Adrian Wojnarowski comes out on Monday in the afternoon and says, 
John Morant is going to be out for a while. He is going to a counseling facility. I've never heard it phrased that way, but remember, this is the same team that didn't want to suspend John Morant. He was away from the team. So he's. it's pretty clear he's in rehab now. And again, I this is an NFL podcast today. Obviously, there's really not that big of an NBA story. I'll say this. John Morant, if he doesn't play again in the regular season, it doesn't look like he will. 53 games. Okay, he signed that massive contract where if he made all NBA, his 193 million would bump up to like 231. Okay? At 53 games. I know he's been great this season. That's 64% of the games. Can you make all NBA? Historically, they will not give you the nod. Now, if you're in a counseling facility and have to miss the stretch run for the team, what do you think that's going to do for voters? So, again, John Morant's got a lot to figure out that's more important than money and his contract. But we're talking about because he could not get in the right state of mind, get away from his crew, he cost himself potentially $37 million. That's more money than 99% of this podcast will ever make in their life. And John Morant cost it potentially to himself by not being able to stop partying and live the life and all that crazy stuff. Just an unbelievable meltdown. Hopefully John Morant improves and gets healthy and we see it back in the playoffs. The need, league needs him. I mean, guys are dropping in the West like flies. Andrew Wiggins may not come back during the regular season. He's got a, a, a family issue that's personal. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I mean, Luka and Kyrie missed another couple games. LeBron hasn't played. I mean, everybody's hurt. It, it's a bloodbath. But let's get to the NFL. Oh, I got to tease our guest. Come on. Big time guest. Now, I've known this guy for a couple years. He was the Patriot League Player of the Year. One of these awesome basketball stories where he was like a solid high school player, kept growing, didn't really get recruited, wasn't on the AAU scene, decides I'm going to go to a fifth year of high school, Blair Academy, you know, prep school. Goes up there and kind of, not blows up, but improves his stock. And then he, he decides he ends up at Colgate. And he's from a town in New Jersey, right near where my wife grew up. Obviously, he's a little younger than my wife. He's in college. Um, but I got to know him a little bit through uh, a, a mutual friend of ours who was on the podcast. And I did his podcast a couple years ago, and I followed his trajectory. This guy's awesome. He had a triple-double in the Patriot League championship game. He was the defensive player of the year in the conference, player of the year in the conference, and now they're the 15 seed facing Texas. You're going to love to hear from Tucker Richardson. All right, now, finally, NFL stuff. I don't even know where to begin. I guess we, you know, it's it's funny. Yesterday's podcast was so action-packed, I forgot that the Bears traded the number one pick on Friday. You know, obviously, we'll get to that later. I'll just say this. I know the betting markets are saying C.J. Stroud. That's what everybody's saying, and other people are saying Bryce Young, Bryce Young. I had a smart person who played high-level football, tell me, you don't trade up to give up that much draft equity and a great receiver in DJ Moore. You don't do that for C.J. Stroud. You don't do that for Bryce Young. You do that for somebody who has massive upside, who you feel is a potential star in this league. Not like a maybe, and that's Anthony Richardson. That's what the guess is, that the Panthers went up to get Anthony Richardson and Frank Wright can bring him along, uh, they lost Sam Darnold, by the way. Sam Darnold signed with the Niners. So I don't know how soon. It sounds like Matt Corral is not going to be in their plans. Obviously, um, they didn't draft him. Uh, listen, this is going to be a interesting situation in Carolina. I think Anthony Richardson's a guy. I don't think you're moving up to draft one of the smallest quarterbacks in NFL history. That just does not make sense, even though we all think Bryce Young is good. So 
my guess is Richardson. All right, finally now, we can move on. Number one, Aaron Rodgers is stringing the Jets along. I posted, you know, this guy Trey Wingo, who used to work at ESPN, he came out and was like, sounds like the Jets deal's done. You know, listen, everybody wants to break news and get their followers up and all that fun stuff. It was like mid-morning on Monday. Nothing the rest of the day. Absolutely nothing. Birds are chirping as we wait for Aaron Rodgers to decide if he wants to go to the Jets or not. My buddy, who was on the pod last week, Glass Beagle, he is speculating that they're trying to work out so that he's able to bring his buddies like Mercedes Lewis, the tight end, Randall Cobb, whoever he wants. That's what he believes Rodgers is trying to do. I don't know what the holdup could possibly be. All I know is right now the Jets are bidding against themselves. If they're stupid enough to give up a number one pick, they deserve everything that Aaron Rodgers gives them. At this point, seeing that Jalen Ramsey went for a three, why, why am I even offering a two? The, the Packers have essentially come out and said, we're moved on from Aaron Rodgers without saying exactly that. So what are you doing giving up a first or second round pick? Jordan Love is, is saying, listen, if I'm not going to be the guy this year, I want out of here. I want a chance to play. Like, it's a mess for Green Bay. Rodgers has him by the short and curlies. It's a really ugly situation in Green Bay. And here's the worst part. I kind of want him to say no to the Jets. I don't want this dude. He is clearly an attention guy. Look at me, everybody. Hang on my every word. Wait for me. It's like, come on. You're a 39-year-old man trying to let everybody hang on your every word. Like, it's not a good look. I don't know. I'm just kind of over Aaron Rodgers. But clearly, the Jets are enamored. And the problem is, the coach knows he's going to get fired. The GM knows he's going to get fired. If they don't get Rodgers, by the way, Mike White, the immortal Mike White, who was the backup of Zach Wilson last year, won over Jets fans with a great performance in the rain, then went to Minnesota and had a hell of a game, but they lost. Mike White has signed with the Miami Dolphins. So currently, as of this moment, the Jets quarterback room is stinky Zach Wilson and tattooed Tebow, a.k.a. Chris Strebler, who wears 15, is a white guy, likes to run, and can't really throw the football. This is bad. The AFC's loaded. You're going into a gun a gun battle. Hell, it might be an assault assault weapon battle. And you've got like a pocket knife. That's what the Jets have currently. This is very bleak. And, you know, I of course, while I'm doing the show with Coward, he's like, you guys are going to be the worst team in the league next year. And I was like, well, maybe that's not a bad thing. Now, the coach and GM are going to get dusted, but without question, if you tell me the Jets are going to be the worst team in the league, I'll take Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams from USC. Thank you very much. Let's move on. Because remember, the Jets were ever so close to getting Trevor Lawrence, and then those morons, I'm pretty sure, beat the LA Rams a couple years ago, and it ended up giving the number one pick to the Jaguars. Listen, that's why you tank, guys. Anyways, while we wait for Rodgers, is anybody else surprised? that Lamar Jackson has, like, no interest? This makes no sense whatsoever. I know we had talked about the Atlanta Falcons. I know we had talked about the Miami Dolphins. A lot of speculation and no bites. So now we go back to this great Peter Quinn quote, good luck trying to get Lamar Jackson to play on the non-exclusive tag. I mean, Daniel, if Lamar Jackson, an MVP, is looking around next year and saying Daniel Jones is making more money than me? Fuck out of here. I'm done. I'm not playing on this. See you next year. Could, I, I think he's well within his right to do that. He's only 26. I mean, I don't think it's a great look, but at the same time, the Ravens are jerking him around. This is a little disrespectful by them. 
I, it's disappointing that the, now now best case scenario for me is Aaron Rodgers says no. We saw Derek Carr go to the Saints. Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way, signed with the Raiders yesterday. Actually, a pretty good deal for the Raiders, I thought. They lost Jarrett Stidham. Stidham kind of gave his guy Josh McDaniels a stiff arm. Stidham signs with Denver to interesting move. Russell Wilson probably like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can upgrade the roster and you're signing a backup quarterback? It's almost like Sean Payton's trying to light a fire under his guy. Hey, brought in Jarrett Stidham, who looked really good in one game last year. What do you think, Russ? Are you going to step up your game? I, th- I don't hate that move by Peyton. Create some urgency under Russ. But then it left McDaniels high and dry. They had nobody, so then they got Jimmy Garoppolo. I like that signing. He's cheaper next year than Daniel Jones. And I, I'm sorry to keep referencing Daniel Jones. He's just not a good quarterback. And the Giants gave him what appears to be $39 million. <laughs> I mean, just for next season. It might be 41. I think he's actually at 82 over the next two years, which is... A little ridiculous. So, I don't know. I, I, part of me does want Aaron Rodgers to say no to the Jets, and then the Jets have to go and overpay for Lamar Jackson. Or give him what he wants. You know who's going to be motivated as hell? Lamar Jackson. You know who's really good and only 26 years old? Lamar Jackson. You know who will be playing with a really, really good wide receiver in Garrett Wilson? Lamar Jackson. This makes all the sense in the world. And the best part, guys, the best part is Rodgers is going to show up and probably play for a year, and then he's probably going to get burnt out and say, I'm retiring. That's my guess. Lamar is 26. You have a franchise quarterback. You can go into every season saying, all right, we got Lamar. We got Brees Hall. We got Sauce. We got Wilson. We've got these guys. We've got a core. We've got something, especially a quarterback. They haven't been able to say that in forever. So, you guys can go for the Band-Aid, the short-term fix. I want to play long-term games with long-term people. Give me Lamar Jackson for five years. I don't, I'm just not enamored with the idea of Aaron Rodgers sauntering in. Hey, I, I, want to play, I want to bring this guy in. I want to bring this guy in. And you know he's going to be ornery with the media. And he's going to still talk to a punter on YouTube. And he's going to be in a darkness retreats. I, I just, I'm out. Somebody told me he has a psychology conference in June that he's a speaker at. Now, I don't know if it coincides with OTAs, but what do you think the 39-year-old Rogers is going to do? Skip the psychology conference? Where he's going on podcasts with philosophers? Or, according to my, one of my favorite movies of all time, the old philosopher. <laughs> Anybody know the movie? Hit me with it if you know it on social media. I'm not going to give it up here. All right. So we got Aaron Rodgers. We got Jimmy Garoppolo. We got... um. No Lamar Jackson traction. Couple other quasi-big moves. The Philadelphia Eagles have already lost, it looks like, three starters from their defense. They lost their middle linebacker. They lost Hargrave, which is a big one. Hargrave to the Niners. The 49ers are not paying quarterbacks Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, so they can build out everything. So they have a defensive line with Bosa, Armstead, and Hargrave. Hargrave was very good against a run last year. 49ers are going to be nasty. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. I forgot they also have Sam Darnold on a cheap one-year deal. For some reason, linebackers were in vogue, so the Bears didn't want to pay Roquan Smith. They traded him. They signed two linebackers, TJ Edwards from the Eagles, tackling machine, great story, undrafted out of Wisconsin, just becomes a, a star in Philly. They love him. And he's a Chicago guy through and through, grew up rooting for the Bears, is so happy to be home. And then they stole Tremaine Edmonds, from the Buffalo Bills, who's a really good linebacker. 
Now, I thought they kind of overpaid them. Then you toss in the Giants taking Bobby Okariki from the Colts, and you're like, whoa, Colts are really, you know, Jets might be one of the worst teams in the league. Colts are going to be bad. Texans are going to be bad. But some of these moves, like, I I don't understand why teams are so into linebackers. Like, the Bears have a lot of needs. I don't know who's going to rush a quarterback for them, but I know they got linebackers. Do linebackers even matter? Uh, The Broncos also got Mike McClinchy, stole him from the Niners. Good right tackle. Uh, The Chiefs' offensive line is apparently blowing up. Looks like uh, Orlando Brown is going to be gone. Looks like Wiley is going to be gone. They grabbed the guy from Jacksonville. Ah, I'm not going to get into the musical chairs in March um, on the offensive line. Let's wait for the dust to settle. Don't have any hardcore concrete, this team got better. But it's pretty obvious that the Bears are spending and... I think they're going to up their their win total next year. Um, They were the worst team in the league last year, lost 10 games in a row. I would guess their win total will be like six, maybe six and a half. Now, the NFC, again, remember last year I said bet unders in the AFC and overs in the NFC. I think that strategy is going to work again, especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves. Folks, I mean, I, I know we like the Niners. Quarterback questions. Eagles are probably, they lost both coordinators, offensive and defensive. Continuity matters, you know that. And they lost, they're going to lose what looks to be six starters from defense. You're telling me there's not going to be some regression there? I don't, we'll see what happens. A uh, lot, lot of game left to be played in free agency, but I'll just say, I don't know, folks. I, I think you could start making a legitimate case that like the Detroit Lions look out. I don't think it's going to be the Vikings. I'm not 100% sold on the Seattle Seahawks, although they made they made some good moves. Seahawks, it looks like they'll be good. It just keep an eye on this Detroit Lions team with the right moves. I think you got to look at futures for Detroit Lions. I don't know who's coming out of the NFC East. Uh, let's see what happens at quarterback. Uh, I mean, if, you start, if you're telling me Sam Howell's the guy to start the season, I don't think Washington's coming out of the NFC East. Maybe they'll be good. I just I don't see it unfurling that way. Um, so a lot of movement in the NFL. I promised I would give a couple of picks for the NCAA tournament. Uh, we had some yesterday with Jason Lisk in a lengthy interview, some of the bets that we made. I will add a couple. I have um, Iona against UConn just with the points. I took Vermont with the points. I... I'll let you listen to the interview with Tucker Richardson to to guess if I took Colgate with the points. Um, let's see what else we have here. I think I have a total. Yes. I, uh, no, not a total. I'm sorry. The biggest spread is Howard was plus 21. I missed that, but I took 20 against Kansas. Mississippi State minus one. Southeast Missouri State plus four. That's one of those first four games. And... Um, I think I already revealed Arkansas minus two and a half. So I have that. So so the picks are coming in. I will be saying I'm ecstatic. I'm upset with the St. Mary's future. I thought they had a good chance. Based on some stuff I'll talk about on Thursday's podcast. I can't re- I can't give it up now. Um I I I'm happy with an Arizona Wildcats future. I'll just I'll leave it at that. Uh I, I might as well rip up my Kentucky future. Gonzaga plus twenty one fifty. That's from earlier in the season, feel good about the best one I have. I thought it was going to be Creighton. It's not. They're not going anywhere. But Alabama plus 1,600 to win the title. They're down to, I think, plus eight. Um, so 
So we'll, we'll see. Plus 800, that is. So we shall do more NCAA tournament talk tomorrow. I think we have a good guest lined up. But let's get to our next guest. He was a Patriot League baller, the best player in the conference. I think he's going to have a professional basketball career after he finishes college hoops. He's trying to take down Texas. Tucker Richardson of the Colgate Red Raiders. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, He knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire one of the best players in college basketball, not just as an all-around player, but three-point shooter. He was the Patriot League Player of the Year. He led Colgate back to the NCAA tournament. Tucker Richardson, how are you, man? I'm doing great. No complaints. Uh, getting ready to head to March Madness in the next couple of days. So very exciting time. So a lot of people are going to be like, how the hell did you get this guy on the podcast? Tucker Richardson? What? What's going on here? Well, um, a couple of years ago, I did your buddy's podcast, uh, Shot Quality. 
and you were on it. And it just, we happened, I had a lot of stuff in common. Uh, my wife's from Jersey, you're from Jersey. And like, I'm into stories and your AAU story is awesome. You were like under the radar and not heavily recruited. And then you start blowing up. And I just, I just love that stuff, man. And your story is awesome. I mean, you're living the dream at Colgate, right? I mean, four straight NCAA tournaments. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So four straight tournaments, we lost my sophomore year, but it was, it was the COVID year um, where there was no tournament. So technically I've been to the the last four times there's been a tournament. I've been um, four out of five, four out of five championships at Colgate, which is unbelievable. Obviously something I could have never predicted when I committed there. Um, so yeah, it's been a crazy run. Yeah. In soccer, they call this like a golden generation. You guys have to have be the most successful like four year run or three year run or whatever. Definitely right? four year run. Obviously. I mean, Colgate's kind of known for a Donald foil back in the uh, late nineties. Oh, um, they they went to back to back championships when he was here, and then he was a lottery pick. Um, but since then, yeah, definitely, definitely the best stretch. I mean, six straight championship games and four out of six uh, championship wins for Colgate, which is pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Now, last year, I remember I bet you guys getting seven and a half against Wisconsin. I think I talked to your buddy at Shot Quality about it. It was a great cover. Uh, you guys nearly won the game outright. If memory serves, you had like a stretch where you hit like three threes in two minutes, something insane. Do you remember that? Uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was four, four threes on like in like five possessions. Uh, just got really hot there for a second in the second half. Um, and yeah, I think we we gave Wisconsin all that they could handle. If, uh, if we have a, make a couple more shots towards the end of the game, I think we we potentially could have won that one. Yeah, I mean, you got you hit five threes in the game. Now, here's the thing: you guys had the point guard Cummings. He's now at Pitt. I yep. am curious. Um, I'd be honest. You know, did you consider transferring when you heard he was leaving? And I'm sure you were in high demand. Who came after you? I uh, I already knew Nelly was going to leave no matter what. He didn't have any eligibility left at Colgate because there is no grad program at Colgate. Um, so I already knew he was leaving like earlier in the year. Um, and so honestly, I had already committed to come back to Colgate like midway through the season. I already knew that's where I wanted to be. Um, I think after the after that uh, NCAA tournament game where I kind of whatever there was like some noise on Twitter and stuff just because I like of, that dude. because I kind of whatever um, <laughs> just because just because the way it happened and um, and the way that game went um, there was definitely some noise and like some people in my life that were saying um, you know is it you know do you want to test the portal do you want to see mm. uh, where you can go but um, I think from from the beginning of my senior year, I knew that I wanted to stay at Colgate and I'm glad I did. I mean, we won another championship. I can't complain. Um, I feel like a lot of people transfer thinking that, you know, something's going to come of it, but the grass isn't always greener. Um, so I'm happy I stayed with, uh, with coach Langle and, and the program. Um, I'm just curious, what was the off season? Like, you know, you guys win another uh, league title, you go to the NCAA tournament, you hit five threes on the biggest stage. I mean, at what point do you, are you like recognized around campus every single place you go? It's a small school. It's a tiny school. Um, and because basketball players in general are, are bigger people, <laughs> we're very recognizable on campus. And we realized that, um, we had great support, uh, last year and this year, um, of the team. Uh, not to say that we're like ce- celebrities on campus, but especially right when we come back from March Madness, it's when oh, people yeah. are getting back from spring break and there's definitely a lot of buzz on campus. It's a really cool time to be a part of it. That's why hopefully, I mean, this year, if we can pull off an upset win, um, I think that that would be even even better for the school, obviously. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a cool time of year. I feel like a lot of people are tuned in to Colgate basketball this time of year, which is uh, which is like a great thing for our team. You just mentioned spring break, and I was like, holy cow, he's probably never had a spring break at college. Never You're missing out. 
But Never I'm one. sure some play. people say, dude, spring break for you is every week. You're walking around. What do you say? Six, five shooter, like one of the best players in program history. Like, come on. Every week is spring break for you, right? I'd much rather be playing in Des Moines, Iowa than going to Cancun. So <laughs> that's how I look at it. <laughs> Des Moines. By the way, have you ever been to uh, Des Moines? Never been to Iowa. Um, it's funny because my freshman year we were in Columbus, and then the COVID year was Indianapolis, and then last year we were in Milwaukee. So we've been to the Midwest all four years, which is like kind of—I mean, it's cool, but I kind of wish we would got like a California trip or a go down south or something. Know. But I'm sure St. Uh, Mary's is not thrilled. They have to come all the way across the country, you know. Like yeah, you, know. you know, that that's a tough one. Um, let no me ask you yeah. about the Syracuse game real quick. You had thirty. Um, I don't know where that ranks in terms of the school's victory, but obviously it was a big one for you guys. Uh, you know, talk about being in the zone against Syracuse, a school who, you know, could have had you maybe back in the day. Yes, yeah, Syracuse. I mean, we beat them last year, too. Um, this year, it's a really good matchup for us because they play the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they'll be playing anymore now that Coach Beheim's done. <laughs> but, uh, but they play the zone. And we're if you look at where we're ranked, we're literally ranked as the number one shooting team in the country. So it's it's a good matchup for us. And I just kind of got hot. Um had six threes in the first half, just, um, yeah. And then the team, the team got hot overall. We shot really well from three. So, uh, it's, it's, it's weird because Syracuse plays in a dome. Um, so the depth perception is very different from uh, what we're usually used to. But once you get your first couple shots, I missed my first couple. And then after that, you kind of get used to it. And then, uh, yeah, it just got hot there. Yeah. But you just forget the misses and then you hit six yeah. and a half. I mean, goodness. You know, you know, you're going to have to take 10 to 15 threes against them no matter what, because we're going to take, Everybody, all our shooters are going to take eight to ten threes in that game. That's just how it is. Like we get a lot of threes up, so what it's kind of you... fun. It's it's honestly like one of the most fun games of the year. You just get to shoot against the zone. What would you call your offense? I mean, is it five out? Is that what it is? We run a lot of five out stuff. I always say like we're a really hard team to scout. We don't run that much stuff. It's a lot of just like read and react, play off our bigs, a lot of dribble handoffs and ball screens, um, kicking out to shooters. It's not a lot of like set plays at all. Um, so I think it makes us hard to scout and a little dangerous. Yeah, but I I asked that because like Texas, uh, all you're hearing when you hear about this game is, oh, Colgate's going to get destroyed. They're 14 point dogs. Texas has yeah. the athletes. None of that five out stuff's going to work. And I'm like, well, didn't they say that about the Wisconsin game too? I mean, Wisconsin had a lottery pick in Davis, right? They they got they had some players. I think this year is definitely um, more people are overlooking us. I think last year we were kind of like a trendy upset pick. Yes. And then this year I feel like everywhere I'm looking is like Texas in the Final Four, Texas in the championship game. Um, so I actually kind of like that, though. I feel like going under the radar will be better for us. Um, not that there was pressure on the game last year, but definitely because a lot of people were picking us, it was just like it felt like there was more noise. Um, so this year we can really just focus on us, focus on the scout, um, and try and shock the world because I feel like no one really is predicting us this year. And nobody at all. Uh, nobody's on you guys, which is a good place to be. But yeah. I want to ask about like over uh, last weekend, right? So yeah. your guys' season is done. It's tough to scout without knowing the bracket. Like, did you just watch games all across the board, or were you just kind of like being a college kid having fun? Um, a mixture of both. Uh, we got back on the court. So we played Wednesday and we were back on the court Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, doing workouts, practicing. And a lot of it is just like, we don't know who we're going to play, but we know it's going to be a bigger, more athletic team. Um, a team cl- we played Auburn this year is going to be a team closer to that than any of the Patriot League teams, obviously. So just starting to like 
tune in on uh, playing against like more pressure and playing against more athleticism and um, pressure releases and that kind of stuff. And then uh, literally like right after we found out we were playing Texas, all our coaches went home and watched like five games immediately and just got really prepared. I watched a couple games last night. I, I've, I've been watching them all year because I'm just like a college basketball junkie. So I already knew, like I know their team pretty well. Um, but just to like really kind of focus in on their, on their game and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's like, we were prepared anyway for a team like Texas, but now that we know who they are and who we're playing against, it's getting more specific. Yeah, so they're a Ken Palm darling, as you know, right? Top 20 yep. in offense and defense, great athletes. I think five of their top six guys are seniors. They got a couple transfers, but they're like a veteran team, kind of like you guys. Um, well put together, yeah, for sure. I do. I mean, they kind of they 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 had that adversity with Chris Beard, the coach midseason. Their coach has never been in an NCAA tournament game as a head coach, you know, so – I do wonder if that kind of works against them, but Texas all, they have a history of underachieving in March. Um, we've, we've seen this before, like great run in the big 12 and then they kind of flop. Um, what, what did you see in scouting against them that they do great? And I'm sure you don't want to say the things they do poorly, but, uh, anything you saw on the tape of watching this team? Yeah, I think you hit on the nose. They're definitely a well put together team. I think they have really good guard play, which is important this time of year. Um, those couple guys, even guards coming off the bench are really good. They're they're athletic, but they're not like overly huge, I guess. Um, they don't have any like seven foot or yeah. seven foot guys. Um, but they're really good in transition. They force a lot of turnovers. So I mean it's pretty our our scout, what we need to do is pretty obvious. We need to not turn the ball over and make threes. I mean, that's how we play. So um I think that's the easiest way to put it. Um that's gonna be way tougher to do, obviously, on Thursday, but we're excited, we're ready to go. So um, you mentioned the turnovers when you guys played Auburn, it wasn't really turnovers. W- what would you say happened? I mean, listen, the game was a, a long time ago. December might as well have been last season. Um, but you know, it was on the road. It was a true road game, right? So yeah. it wasn't was an gonna... easy one. Auburn, Auburn. I played there twice now. I, I mean, it's definitely the hardest place I've ever played just because that gym gets crazy. Those fans are crazy. I think it's always different at a neutral site. Texas obviously have a lot of fans, but. Neutral site game in terms of even even things like the refs, there's just like less bias. Um, <laughs> honestly, like honestly, when you're playing at Auburn, you don't expect to get a whistle at all. Um, so I think those like little things. Auburn was a definitely a tough team, just like athletic and big and really uh, hard nosed on defense. But I think that playing in that game and struggling in that game actually does help us going into Texas. Mm. Um, things that we can learn from it. Oh, so w- what specifically the thing? Like, I mean. You know, they they are a physical team, but that's Texas too, right? The kid Bishop, I feel like he's like a football player. Um, I remember being when he was at Creighton, I was I loved their their, their team. But um like what did you learn from the Auburn loss? We had to take a lot of tough shots in that game just because of their defensive intensity and defensive pressure. Um, I, I think finding ways to have pressure releases, especially through our bigs, I think will be key for us. Being able to attack them down low a little bit, I think will be good for us. And then obviously just hitting shots. We didn't hit enough shots against Auburn. We have to hit shots to win a game like this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, so this is going to be a tough question. You are obviously a great, prolific three-point shooter. Um, you're a very good two-point shooter. And the free throws, What what's going on there? I mean, it's tough because, you know, shooters, you're supposed to be awesome from the line. Dude, I'm looking here. Tucker, 50%. Is that accurate? It's definitely mental. Um, it's, definitely, <laughs> oh, it's, definitely something I, it's definitely mental. Something I definitely struggle with this year, obviously. But I feel like in this game, because there's no pressure on us, there's not much. I've changed it up. I've tried to change things all year long. Tried to work on it. Um and I think I have something that feels better now and feels uh, mm. feels a little bit good that I've worked on the past couple of days. But it's really just not overthinking it, trying to stay in the moment and not worry about make or miss. Just go up there and shoot my shot. Uh, I'm looking, you, you working on it last couple of days. I'm looking at your final game in the uh, the tournament against Colgate. Over two from the line. Now you're not going to the line a ton, obviously, as a, as a three point shooter. Um, I, I'm curious the, the Curry Dame Lillard like thirty foot stuff. You don't see as much of that in college basketball, but when I watch some of your stuff, uh, you can let it fly from deep. Is that something you actively practice? Yeah, definitely work on deep shots. And I think that definitely going to be really important in a game like this because there are going to be times where we're so pressured and they're so up on us that we're going to have to take deeper shots. Um, I had a really deep one against Wisconsin last year that went in. Yeah. Uh, So... So yeah, definitely something I work on. Sometimes it's just like in the moment thing. Like you just got to take a deep shot and hope and hope that it goes in. Uh, but we work on deep shots. We have a lot of guys that can make deep threes, and that's what makes us really dangerous too. That's part of it. I got to ask, and I don't know how if you're able to answer this, but you know your buddy is Mister Shot Quality. He is able to dig into all the numbers. I'm sure he's been hitting you up and hey, this is the weakness on Texas, and he can find holes in the zone and all that fun stuff. 
without revealing any game plans, I am curious. Um, how much do you guys lean on data as college kids? We know the NBA is heavy on the on the data data, however you say it. Um, but in terms of college, besides looking at Ken Palm, I mean, analytically, is it a massive part of offense and defense? I think for our team, it's something that our coaches focus on definitely more. Um, right when we found out we're playing Texas, Simon was texting me, uh, letting <laughs> giving me some inside information, obviously. Um, I mean, we know that they're a really good team analytically, so a lot of it was saying stuff that they're really good at. Um, but that's stuff that our, our coaches definitely really focus on and key in on and help us to work through. Like, these are the shots we want to force them into. These are the shots that we could potentially get. Um, so I think – our players aren't that worried about it, but our coaches definitely look into it. I mean, you have to at this point, like at this yeah. point in uh, the way that things have evolved, uh, it's super important to take in, take into account everything. So, um, yeah, so Simon definitely feeding me some information. I don't know how much of it I'm actually going to be thinking about in the game, but uh, but it's important for sure. Yeah, I'm sure you have other things on the mind. I mean, listen, this is, you know, this however far you guys go, you know, this is the end of college hoops for you. I know I'm sure it's been an awesome run. Have you thought at all about post-career, like looked into international basketball? You know, I hear Australia has this incredible league, the NBL. Uh, I happen to be a part owner of a team there. Yeah. But uh, have you thought about playing internationally or maybe just, hey, you know what, I, I'm going to go into finance or whatever it is that you want to go into? No, I definitely want to keep playing. Um, I, I, I've been I've heard from agents over the past couple of months, but I've been telling everybody that I just want to wait till after the season. Focus mm. on winning a championship, going back to the NCAA tournament, and then worry about this, that stuff later on. But the goal right now is definitely to continue playing um, wherever that happens to be. Uh, that's where it will be, but I want to keep playing basketball. It's uh, it's a thing I love to do. How did your family feel about that? They're very supportive. They definitely oh, that's want awesome. to playing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have a lot of uh, ex-teammates that are playing overseas, playing in Europe, um, who obviously there's a lot of ups and downs playing in Europe, but um overall i think a lot of them are positive about the experience and just in continuing to play basketball for to get paid i mean um there's it's it's hard to find something better like like you said going into finance doesn't sound very appealing to me whereas playing basketball for money does so well there's so. always men's leagues you can join and dominate uh we could sure use you on our team out here in la uh i see your highlights sometimes oh, some please. i gotta bra- i gotta brag about my highlights but there's there's that much listen we, we we need a shooter um not another shooter but uh i gotta also <laughs> see so the last two years 15 yeah. seeds have pulled upsets oral roberts i think ohio state and then st peter's over uk um yeah not many people gave either of those teams a chance you're i think a bigger dog than oral roberts i don't remember the st peter's line um I don't know. Does, does any of that stuff play into your head? Are the are the coaches on Colgate putting together a reel of fifteen over two upsets? It's more, I think, the fact that anybody can win any of these games. That's in our head. Like you immediately look at the bracket. You're playing against Texas. They just won the Big Twelve championship uh, tournament championship. Uh, they're one of the best teams in the country. It's like your immediate reaction is like, like shoot, we have to play Texas. But uh, if you kind of look at the positive side and see that teams in the past have done it, teams have uh you know created scouting reports or, or found ways to win those games then it like just gives you more i feel like of a positive mindset going into the game like we have nothing to lose we know it's possible we know we're good enough to win a game if we um play them you know almost perfectly i guess mm-hmm. but uh so yeah so i think not that we're going to watch games like that but it definitely gives you something in the back of your mind like this is possible it gives you some um some motivation i guess for sure i, I got to ask here at the end um 
you know, like I'm sure, and if I'm wrong here, feel free to tell me, but I'm guessing most of your career coming up in, in basketball, whether high school, youth leagues, at some point you guys would step out of the area and face a team, maybe an urban team that was just running you off the court. And I'm guessing whether it was high school, AAU, maybe even early college, you know, you guys were told, Hey, you're good, but there's a ceiling here for a guy who can just shoot and you athletically, you're not there. This is another one of those moments, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, if you look at the makeup of our team, a lot of shooters, a lot of smart uh, guys that know how to play the game, but mm-hmm. not a lot of athleticism, not too much size. We have some size, but not a lot of like long wingspans and things like that that you might look for, like the NBA combine. Um, but I think we can use some of those things to our advantage. So I think we can use um, things that we've been doing all year in, time, in terms of, like our mentality and um, how we outsmart teams to to uh, potentially pull off the upset. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep continuing to do what we've we've done all year. um, And hopefully we get the result that we want. And it's not like Syracuse isn't uh, an athletic run and jump team. They got a bunch of dudes. I just look at it as like, I'm sure for when you were coming up, you know, Oh man, I'd love to play in an NCAA tournament. Right. And then you get there and they're like, all right, I I think the journey continues. This isn't the end. This is not, you know, the destination, the destination just keeps moving forward. And like a win here. I mean, you know, Tucker, I don't know. I, I'm the kind of guy who dreams about myself being the hero in basketball games. I don't know. You still doing that now that you've been the hero a lot? I mean, I've always said when I was growing up, my dream was to play in March Madness. I think most basketball players' dreams is to play in NCAA, one NCAA tournament, just one, oh, just one course. game. And just the fact that I've been in three and about to play in a fourth is like, it's kind of overwhelming and it's hard to even think about. I feel like a couple months down the road, I'll be able to really process it, but but to win a game too, I mean that would that would be like icing on the cake. Um, so yeah, that's hopefully it happens. We'll see. All right, man. Well, I know you guys got the snowstorm. You're battling to get out of town and get to Des Moines. Do you think there'll be a Colgate contingent there or not really? I think it'll be pretty good. I mean, last year in Milwaukee, uh, at like almost a true road game against Wisconsin, we had a, was, we had yeah. pretty we had a pretty good uh, fan section, and they got really loud when we went on that run. So. Um, I think there's Colgate fans all over. I already know like a lot of family members and the team has a lot of family members that are going. So um, hopefully they'll be the loudest ones in the building. And then hopefully the non uh, the non Texas fans will get behind us. The Penn State and uh, Texas A&M fans will get behind us. So. um, So, yeah, we're excited. I think there's going to be I think it's just going to be a fun atmosphere no matter what. I'm trying to think. Was it 2021 that you guys played like Arkansas? Yes, that's right. I just looked it up. Arkansas, you guys were do- awesome in the first half. Remember that? Well, obviously we're up fourteen. We're up fourteen. Yes, that is that is one. Of, that game is one of the biggest regrets, I guess you could say, just because of how the game went. You, up, 14, so up fourteen in the first half, right? Back. Yeah, they came all the way back and took the lead at halftime, um, and then the second half was kind of back and forth until the very end. I think yeah. the core of that team ended up beating uh, Gonzaga last year, right? Yeah, they were. Uh, they. Uh, the guys that came back were, were, they were pretty good. There's still a couple of guys on the team, like Debo Davis, I think is still there. Um, but yeah, they had a lot of studs. That was a really good team. It was the Moses Moody year when we, yeah, Moses them. Moody. That's right. Um, yeah. Man, that I remember yeah. that game because, you know, no, no offense. I did when you guys were up big, I did bet Arkansas getting points, I think, at that point. Um, <laughs> well, listen, I mean, up 14. Come on. That is a shocker. But yeah. it's a, so you, you faced the SEC. And then last year, the Big 10 and now Big 12. They're really rounding it out for you. All the, all the top tier guys. Fun, man. It's well, exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. So, yeah, we appreciate it. Um, And hopefully we can pull it off. We'll yeah. see you on Thursday. Thanks for taking the time, man. All right. Take it easy. All right, Jason. Thank you. All right. See you.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.